Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your It's incredible to be back with this congregation after my summer sabbatical, and I'm deeply, deeply grateful to all of my colleagues, those who are here and those who are not here tonight, who uh, really were uh, able to allow me to be in this time for study and learning. I realized that although we had announced that I would be absent during the summer weeks, not everyone received the message And I want to thank some of the folks who wrote me emails and notes expressing their best wishes for my next chapter after Central. (laughs) It's lovely. Uh, But to crib Mark Twain, the reports of my leaving have been greatly exaggerated. And it really, I'm just thankful to be back in this place, but, but more importantly with all of you. People wonder, what does a rabbi do with the spaciousness of time? This rabbi read thousands of sermons. Sadly, that is my idea of fun. (laughs) You see, we have a grand tradition of hundreds of years of Torah teaching and commentary in Reform Judaism, but this trove of wisdom is under-accessed and um, not easy to access by our movement. And yet, as is so often the case, the voices of the past can, at their best, prove timely and timeless, as we'll see in a moment. This week's Parsha, Kitetse, gains fame for having the greatest number of mitzvot, of commandments within it. And these are laws that govern all aspects of our lives, business life, home life, national life, and more. They make clear that Judaism is not a religion that's relegated to a synagogue. Rather, to be Jewish is to act out in the world. To be Jewish is the totality of an identity. It is not something that we can compartmentalize. And it makes demands on us, demands that we must heed should we wish to be Jewish in more than name only. Now, a danger for any religion is that there might become a gulf between professed belief and religious action. We are sadly familiar with public figures who clamor on about their faith and are quick to invoke God, yet their faith lives on their lips and not in their deeds. It infuses their words, but not their actions. We might call this a form of religious hypocrisy. It is in some ways rampant in our time, and yet it's not new. It's quite old. 
So we can turn to the past to know how we as a faith community might speak about it and more importantly, speak against it. Teaching his congregation in the late 1800s about the mitzvot, the commandments in this week's Torah portion, Rabbi Adolf Moses wanted to address a growing worry about atheism in that time, a time when science was increasingly seen as something that might distance one from religion. We have to remember, in the late 1800s, Darwin's theories were only a few decades old, and religious communities were grappling with how to respond. And there was an ever-growing fear about those who were professing atheistic beliefs in light of this new knowledge, those who said they no longer needed or wanted to believe in God. As you can imagine, here in America, growing numbers of politicians and clergy were decrying such atheistic viewpoints. And yet, this was also the Gilded Age, where many who professed their adamant, sincere belief in God and religion exploited, impoverished, and ignored the needs of their neighbor. So Rabbi Adolf Moses told his congregation that they needed to find a new benchmark for atheism. Atheism, he taught, isn't measured in words, it's measured by deed. He told his community, he said, who are the real atheists? They whose life forms a glaring contrast to the idea of God. To believe in God does not mean that we simply allow that God exists. It means that we strive to walk in the luminous footsteps of God's holiness. Rabbi Moses taught every virtuous action is a true act of worship. He went on to say, he is an atheist who professes to believe in God, but whose deeds put his faith to shame. He who acknowledges that we should recognize no other God besides the eternal and yet worships his own self as the highest being. He that defrauds his neighbors. He who uses false weights and false measures. He is an atheist that deprives the hireling of his wages and takes away from the needy the fruit of his labor. All those were real atheists who persecuted their fellow on account of their faith and who praised the despot who drive mothers and babes out of their homes in the midwinter. And he went on to describe the acts of the so-called faithful who he believed were faithless. Reading his words on my sabbatical, they seemed evergreen. There will be many in the coming months who will speak in the name of faith, such is the nature of election seasons in America. So we ought to listen well. And we ought to listen to more than just their words. Rabbi Adolf Moses asks us to look at their actions too. Though they speak in the name of God and the faithful, though they'll speak for religious believers like us, do they also defraud their neighbors? Do they take away from the needy? Do they, dis do they excuse dishonesty? Do they call fraud good business and accept bribes, calling it hospitality? Do they praise the despot because it serves their ends and use their faith as a justification for persecuting those who don't share it? It's our responsibility 
to speak for our faith and to call out religious hypocrisy because that kind of hypocrisy damages religion, especially religion that we hope to be a force of good in the public sphere. It is our responsibility also to bolster those who no matter what they believe or doubt, walk in the luminous footsteps of God's holiness. We should seek out leaders who make a habit of engaging in virtuous deeds because that is the ultimate act of faith and the true worship of the divine. That's what Rabbi Adolf Moses taught his congregation in the 1890s, and its message bears repeating in our day too. May those kinds of actions guide us on our paths in this season of reflection and introspection and renewal. May we devote ourselves in this month of Elul to deeds that become benedictions for God. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Hello, hello, Shalom, the Hamid day.